The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we know that the Prime Minister is set to speak with his provincial and territorial counterparts today about how the country's long-term care system can be improved. Uh, Justin Trudeau says as Canada steps out from the cloud of COVID-19, everyone needs to do a better job of taking care of the country's senior citizens. Now, the leaders are going to be taking part in a weekly virtual First Minister's meeting. And, and all of this comes on the heel of that report that I mentioned two reports, in fact, that detailed serious failings at several long-term care facilities in Ontario and in Quebec. Uh, as I mentioned, the reports were prepared by members of the military who had been called in to help in some of these facilities. I told you about this yesterday. I'm going to tell you about it again today. Um, they documented that people were left in their filth for weeks I'm not talking hours or days, I'm talking weeks, that others were left on the floor where they had fallen. We heard of cockroach infestations, people choking while being improperly fed and more. Global's Mercedes Stevenson broke that story. I can tell you when I was reading it and um, some of the other documents that we obtained that have not been released to the public, um, I just felt sick. I've read a lot of really disturbing stuff in my career as a reporter, and this was just shocking to me because it went on and on and on, and it was so detailed, and it was so many different, um, just horrific allegations of neglect, abuse, lack of training, lack of staff, lack of food, insect infestations, um, infections on people's bodies that hadn't been treated, people being left to cry in one home for up to two hours without anyone checking on them, oh. people choking and aspirating on food and water and still having more put in their mouth while that was happening. Um, one person who was being fed lying down allegedly which you're not supposed to do you're supposed to sit people up to feed them um, give them medication or a drink because of concerns about choking and that person allegedly choked and died and the Ontario coroner is now investigating that um, so there there's some really really serious concerns here with allegations about abuse and neglect uh, that one home didn't even have enough food supplies to feed people properly uh, that soldiers were in some cases trying to supplement the food on their own and the military was was buying stuff and bringing it in uh, and I know I've, t- I've talked to people who, who saw that happen in Quebec as well where the military went out and bought stuff and was criticized for buying food well they're trying to buy food to feed people um, which is really shocking and, and the people I talked to said you know like, I've been overseas this is worse than anything I've seen overseas I did not expect oh. To walk into Canadian homes and find they didn't have enough food and find people um, in diapers that had not been changed in a long time uh, and, and their own feces all over and rotting food in their room, um, crying for help. Uh, and, you know, just really, really hard to read. Ontario Premier Doug Ford announced his government would take over management of the homes. He also said he'd be calling for an independent commission to examine long-term care, but not a public inquiry. He called the details of the report appalling and disgusting. He says it's kept him up at night. I think it's appalling. I think it's disgusting what has happened. Just the dignity of of these patients in long-term care not being cleaned. These are just standard operating procedures to clean someone when you feed them you lift them up i'm not an expert in health but i know when you feed someone you lift them up and feed them it's so disturbing when i when i read this it was hard to get through it was the worst report most heart-wrenching 
report I have ever read in my entire life. Pat Irwin is the founder and president of Elder Care Canada. She joins us this afternoon. Uh, Pat, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. All right. Um, you heard Doug Ford's comments there. Um, I was um, pretty livid when I heard the details of, of this report yesterday, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way. What went through your I, mind? I when have you, it in front of me. Heard, oh. I am sorry to tell you, but that there is nothing in this report that surprises me. Oh, really? Okay, I've been in elder care for 20 years, and nothing in this report surprises me, but if you've read the report carefully, I'm sure you have, at the end of every analysis of every home, they say these concerns were addressed in a collegial manner, and the home will address the deficiencies. Mm. How? When? Mm. What? I mean... So th- this is great. This is wonderful. Thank you so much, military, for uh, validating what we've been going through. But the notion that <laughs> that the military is about to be pulled out is, to me, the biggest outrage. What you see in this report, if, if you sort of an- do an analysis, every single one talks about training, communication, staffing, um, adherence to protocols that they simply don't know. And what has happened, the reality now is the people that are shouldering the burden are the personal support workers. These are people who don't get this 26 bucks an hour. The agency does, okay? These women get minimum wage. They are not regulated. They have no uh, governing body to help them. They're not trained. Um, They're pushed to their limits. They've got the kindest hearts in the world. They've been working seven days a week away from their families for months, if not years. So for the military to walk out now because they're burned out, sorry, um, we're going to have to do better than that. Pat, tell me, you know, how, how did we get to this point when we hear about people being left in their own filth, that basic uh, feeding techniques not being used? Um, these are, these are like, this is some, some of this is, is basic stuff. This is basic care that should have been happening. How did yes, we get is, here? But the common denominator is there is no time. There are statistics here of 35, th- sorry, 25 to 30 residents per personal support worker. Yeah. How can she possibly do what she wants to do? What's missing in this analysis is, did these women want to help the client? Yes. Did they have time? Absolutely not. You are juggling 101 balls in the air just trying to keep it together. There is no excuse, but that is an explanation. Pat, uh, military is is talking about um, having uh, the, their their medics uh, leave these homes. There's yeah. talk, you know, w- you know, are they going to stay in there or not? There was also just a news report that came down that they're looking at possibly having members of the Red Cross go in. What is what is the interim um, what is the interim solution until we can fix everything else? The military cannot leave. This may not have been a declaration of war, but this is a battlefield. And if you don't believe me, come with me. I will show you. It is a battlefield. We cannot abandon these people now. What this has done is shone a bright light. 
well, you don't walk away now. What you do, and the military is more than capable of doing this, you take the protocols from the Ebola virus, other pandemics, they know what to do. And I'm going to get really outrageous here. What I think you should do is um, commandeer some holiday inns and places like that in the suburbs, set them up. They have enough space for the, the healthy residents. And the military can start running that based on what they know needs to do. And then, yes, hand it over over time to the Red Cross, maybe. Then back at the nursing home, they now have enough room to do the quarantine space that they need, and then look at who's there. All right, are these people palliative? Do they need specialist care and help these poor people either get back on their feet or give them a comfortable end? While the healthy people, including people who have recovered from COVID and are coming home from hospital, but they can't come back to a contaminated home. Pat Irwin is the founder and president of Elder Care Canada joining us uh, this afternoon. When we talked about this yesterday, Pat, I had a number of people saying, okay, cockroach infestations don't just happen overnight. Vermin infestations don't just happen overnight. No. What no. was going on before that, that, that this stuff um, allowed it to grow. I mean, you said you're not surprised by anything in no. this report, that you've heard it all before. I've seen it before. I've, I go, I'm in a, a nursing home frequently. Um, I've seen it all before. The reason is, again, no one has time. So no one has time to look in this bedside cabinet they described that had old meals in it. The vermin come in, they don't have time to clean kitchens. They are at a, a dead run all the time just to keep these residents fed and changed and with some basic activities of daily living. Okay, so Pat, if they don't have the time, then there's another reason above that, and that is we don't have the proper staffing. We're not exactly. paying the proper amount. We don't have that. So this goes f higher up the food chain. So oh, who's yeah. to blame here? Who's to blame? Well, there have been systematic cuts to elder care and senior care for the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. And in 2003, when SARS was around, it was evident that um, the protocols were insufficient. And since then, even more cuts have been made because the seniors don't make noise. You can't cut children, you wouldn't cut children, you wouldn't cut other sectors of the population, but they systematically cut back on senior care the personal support workers in these homes this is a this is a tough tough job and it's a very yep. busy job it's not a regulated profession that needs right. to be changed how can that happen well the personal support workers need to have a champion who will either create or ally with another professional association so that they have some clout and some bargaining power, some standards, and even a bill of rights. If there are some reports that say it's more dangerous, you're more likely to be injured on the job if you're a personal support worker than if you're a cop. Hmm. It's dangerous work. You get a big man with dementia who doesn't want to have a shower or whatever. How is mm -hmm. a 90-pound Filipino lady supposed to make that happen? But that's her job. 
Pat, um, so many questions for you. Um, we know that a lot of folks, well, here's a couple of other things. We know we have an aging population, right? Next 10, mm-hmm. 20 years, we're going to see a lot more uh, seniors in Canada and a lot more who may or may not now want to go into a home. But if people don't want to go into a home, we have to have uh, proper out of your home care uh, in place. If people are still wanting to go into the homes, we need to make sure that this gets fixed because it's going to be overrun otherwise. We don't have enough places for our seniors in the next decade, in, in my opinion, and from what I've read. And number three, what about the people who want to leave home care, or not home care, who want to leave these facilities now, uh, people who want to bring their, their loved ones home? What, what do you say to them? I've been on the phone nonstop for the past several days on that video very thing. What I say to them is, I understand your emotional decision, but before you make that decision, here are some things to think about. Okay, uh, if you take your parent home, the, the staff doctor is no longer their doctor. Yeah. The home is able to order and receive medication and supplies and so on. You'll have to be able to do that. They have equipment, Hoyer lifts, things for mobility, for bathing. Do you have that? They have specialized care. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. This is what it costs, and and this is the way it needs to happen. And when you put a dollar figure to that, and when you realize the commitment that means, um, families realize it's not as easy as it sounds. Your parent is in that heavy care home for a reason. The reason is they need heavy care. So here's what heavy care looks like and costs. So you better look that in the face before you take your parent out because their bed will be given away immediately. They can't go back. They have to go back on the waiting list. Pat, before we, we run out of time here, wanted to, to ask you about, obviously, there, there has to be accountability and there has to be a will of um, the, the facilities, the, the management of the facilities, the people who own these facilities. There has to be a will of the provincial government mainly and the federal government to do something about that. Do you think we are going to see that happen? I hope with all my heart. You're making me cry now. I wish. I'm not that confident. No. That breaks my heart, Pat. I know. And now you're making me all get teary. I know. You know, when the military came in, it was like the the cavalry coming across the hill. I thought, finally, we'll get some strong professional people in there, and an army can do anything. It's true, they can. But they can't stay forever. That's, you know, they just can't. Well, they've got to stay longer because this is a battlefield. I'm sorry. These are the people that fought the last war and created our country. And we cannot abandon them. If you stand down, Army, you're leaving a battlefield. This, there's been an inquiry called, yep. uh, not a, there's been an inquiry called and, you know, I said yesterday, well, I, you know, okay, well, we, we've, it's already been documented. I mean, people have been raising these concerns for, for ages now. I'm not sure what the inquiry will do. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not sure I have a whole lot of faith in anyone to fix this right now. Well, I'm, unfortunately, I'm with you. Has it taken all these deaths for us to see it? Yes. How many deaths will it take for us to do something? That is the question, Pat. Yep. Um, 
let's talk again in a few months and uh, we'll, we'll get an update. Thank you for joining me once again. Thank you for allowing me to share these and maybe help some people out there. Thank you. Absolutely. Pat Irwin joining us this afternoon. She is the founder and president of Elder Care Canada.